Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Begin New Cywar Cycle. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Monday, April 24th in the year 2023. Lots going on. Tucker Carlson was released from Fox News today. Dan Bongino's already out. Don Lemonade was sent packing at CNN. We have whatever her name is, Rice, that was that left the administration as well. And apparently the CEO of MSNBC also stepped down along with Tucker Carlson's director. So that's kind of been a busy day for a Monday. We're just getting warmed up. Lots going on. We got to be prepared. A lot of shakeups happening. And just so you know, 89% of the congressmen and senators have purchased at approximately $1 million a copy a secondary citizenship getting ready to bail on the country. That should tell you where loyalty lies and how deep this goes. Patriots, one thing for sure right now under all of this climate of craziness and stress, you need to keep your body immune system as strong as possible. To do that, you need to make sure you have a nutritional base that keeps that immune system pumping and keeps all your body organs healthy. I am a big believer in whole foods to do that. And one of the great things we have now is a supplement called Field of Greens. Fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com is a whole food, organic grown, American made and processed whole food supplement. It is fantastic. So if you use fieldofgreens.com promo code, you head on over there, you're going to get 15% off. And then if you sign up for their monthly subscription, which you can cancel at any time, you get an additional 10% off. I've using this, I'm using this every day. Once in the morning, one scoop, mix it with water. It is fantastic. It is fantastic for your body and health. And they have a great guarantee that says that if you go to your next doctor's appointment and he does not say something like, whatever you're doing, keep it up because your health is great, they will refund your money. Each one of these products in the list is a whole food product. You read it, it looks like you're reading a grocery list, not a science manual. And because of that, you know that what's going in your body is not only healthy and organically grown, but each one of those food products that's in there has been specifically selected for organs and immune system aspects of your body. So head on over to fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, the most famous promo code on the web, I'm pretty sure. At least if not, it's getting close. And of course, for BARDS Nation, is the most famous promo code. B-A-R-D-S, BARDS. Get, 10%, get 15% off and then get an additional 10% off if you could take up a subscription, which I think you should do. It's worth the extra 10 and you can cancel it anytime. So again, fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. All right, Patriots, lots going on, lots of craziness. Let's start with, with, with a little bit of headlines tonight of stuff that's pressing, and we're going to come back around to the media nonsense. But the White House, as you know, over the weekend, initiated an evacuation from Sudan. 
But if you want to know what type of government you have, they initiated the evacuation in a full-scale operation to save 70 Americans that were at the embassy and leave the remainder on the ground. Yeah, that's right. They've said now it's too dangerous to go back in and to help those other Americans. So if you're an American and, um, you know, like 16,000 of you over there in Sudan, <laughs> you might want to grab an Uber or something because they to say it's too dangerous to do a full-scale evacuation. And all that ties in with, like, literally where we are as a nation. We're literally a socialist nation now, run by elites who have quietly slipped in this socialism based on the woke agenda. And the problem is most people don't even comprehend what the woke agenda is. It's this hybrid of corporatocracy and socialist fascism. The public-private partnership, you know that one? Also known as how to rape the public by taking out more taxes and using everything that you do to fight the war against you. So every bit of your taxes that you put out here, they are literally helping you right along to make sure that what they do, they do for your benefit. There's an account called Loop that has probably the best post on this today, which says, this is on Telegram, do you know who is the number one funder of the New World Order? Deep State and all those effing monsters? It's you. It's us when we pay taxes. Everything they do and have done over time has been done thanks to us who finance them. In short, we pay them to be destroyed. I'm aware that this truth hurts a lot of many, a lot, and many won't take it well and won't accept it. But alas, the truth is truth, and it doesn't necessarily have to please everyone. The universe does not take us for any tax, does not charge us any tax, and has never asked us if for it as a result. I would pay that the time, I would say that the time has come for them to give us back everything they stole from us since it was all an illegal, it was all illegal under universal law. No taxes to live or die free, no taxes in our new world, ours, not theirs, no more slaves. F the taxes. That kind of sums it up. And that's a positive thing to remember, that every time you pay a tax, you are paying for your own internment camp, your own enslavement. Yep, that's always positive. So here we go. We've got five economic disasters, which we've all talked about right here, that suddenly now in the headlines, Michael Snyder, via the Economic Collapse blog, is finally acknowledging that, yep, they're coming. And what are they? Well, we've, had, we've been warned of the great commercial real estate crisis that would be coming, and now it is here. If you remember, it's been over about a year. We've been talking about how Blackstone was buying up all the real estate markets, stacking up all the, all the prices, running up the value so that people would then mortgage their homes up to the hilt again to get more cash out. As they artificially jacked up the market, and then they've ripped the bottom out of it, and now they're buying houses back on pennies on the dollar. Number two, we were warned that that there would be widespread layoffs as economic conditions in the United States deteriorated. Sadly, that is now happening all around us. You ever heard this one? Hello, McFly. Hello, McFly. Well, we're here. That's in that great moment of Back to the Future. Yep, that's true. And then we have 
We were warned that the largest corporate debt bubble in history of the world would eventually burst, and now corporations are beginning to default on their debts. <laughs> well, that's a shocker. I just tell you, just keep spending and spending until something breaks. Don't worry about it. We were warned that we would witness a dramatic surge in bankruptcies in 2023. And guess what? It's here. Just like that. And we were warned that the rest of the world would eventually start rejecting the U.S. dollar, and now de-dollarization is happening at a stunning pace, I might add. Yep, that's the world we now live in as Disney now runs through a second round of layoffs. But what's really behind that and Walmart's layoffs? Disney's telling you that their market share isn't doing well. They have to cut back. Walmart has closed this year 20 more retail locations. This is going to hurt a lot of the inner cities. D.C., Georgia, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois has the most, all of them in Chicago or around Chicago. Indiana, Minnesota, New Mexico, Oregon, all of them in Portland, by the way. No shocker. Texas and Washington State in Everett, which is south of Seattle, and Wisconsin, Milwaukee, another woke pit. That's it. So everywhere there's there's been cutbacks on police and violence. Walmart's places are closing. They're getting rid of it because it's too expensive for the and the local governments who literally don't understand the first thing about economics don't understand why Walmart is closing their stores and taking away food from the poor. Those poor welfare recipients that keep raiding the store and ripping everything off and not paying and expecting the corporate mongers to pay for it and provide it for them for free because it's an entitled group of people. This is the mass of retardation we have floating through our public, and it's massive right now. It's huge. So there's something more, though, that they're not telling you. And part of these closures and part of these layoffs have to do with a restructuring of the supply chain, which is all being driven by what? Artificial intelligence. And we're going to get into a lot of that tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I want to stay focused more on the narratives of the story. But keep in mind, this artificial intelligence war is upon us. It's huge, and it's happening. And part of all these distractions and part of the reason people are being driven off the cliff is because of AI. So as we're all being distracted with the various things going on, all the upheavals, the closures, this emergency in Sudan, we have Credit Suisse today who hemorrhaged $69 billion in assets in the first quarter. That's not going to do good for the global banking system, considering they're one of the pivotal banks for the entire global banking system, right? And at the same time, we've seen a destruction of capital from central banks. That's leading to some amazing ripple effects. Check this out. In the past 10 days, Capital One has shut off all car dealer floor plan and inventory credit lines. You're going to have a hard time even getting a vehicle now, let alone whether it's electric or not. There's no credit now for them to buy these vehicles, which these car dealers rely on. U.S. Auto Sales, which is a, a pre-owned group, of a pre-owned network, just shut down 39 dealerships nationwide. And Wells Fargo just laid off, get this, all of its junior auto loan underwriters and cap future loans. Folks, that, this is, you're beginning to see the implosion of the system right before us. We've been talking about this. And it's going to get harder and harder to, for people to use debt, which is what this system is, to buy new things. And when the buying stops, 
the system implodes. Greatest wisdom, I've shared it with you before, came from Dr. William Solik when I was working on my master's at Oregon State University. I'm sorry, University of Oregon. As we sat in the room, and it was actually that class, in particular class, was at his house that night, and it was the student body class. There was about 25 strong, maybe 30. It was a mix of master's and PhD students. Dr. William Solik sat there and listened to all the ideas. I sat quietly on the side of how revolution was going to happen in America. Most of this was based on Adorno's work, who was from the Frankfurt School from his book of prisms called The Anti-Dialectic. And all of the maturations of ideas and themes of revolution of what was going to happen, Dr. Solik finally had had enough. <laughs> he stopped and he stopped the class and he said, y'all are dumb. And you can imagine how that feels for those PhD students that have now spent about $100,000 or more on their education to be told by their lead professor that they're dumb. I probably would have used the term retarded, but he used dumb. And what he said is, it's very simple. If you want to see the system collapse, just don't buy. Well, that principal issue is beginning to happen because as the credit markets dry up and the dollar loses its value, people will stop buying. And when people stop buying, there's nothing retailers can do to move product. Manufacturers come screeching to a halt. And the entire system begins to shake and quake, and there's nothing they can do. We saw this happen once before after 9-11. In what I call the George Bush buy a new car speech, we saw the country come together for the first 10 days after 9-11. People changed their focus from buying junk to helping one another. But then George Bush came out and reminded everybody that the best thing you could do to save the nation was to buy a new car. Because they understood very well if we don't get credit running and people in debt and keep that cash flow going, the entire system screeches to a halt. But what's really going on here in a deeper way is that as this continues to crunch down, and people then begin to want their money, there is no money for them to have. And this is the bigger threat, and they're trying to keep everybody's eyes off of this threat. Now, as you know, Tucker Carlson was just released from Fox News. Now, let's walk through the events and kind of see what's going on here. Fox News was sued by Dominion. Fox News and Dominion are both owned to a large degree by BlackRock. Fox News was ordered to pay $750 million to Dominion. Now, what, from what we understand in the play of this, we, we've already known that Dan Bongino's contract was not renewed. Dan's been very quiet, which he always is. He doesn't, he doesn't talk much about his business stuff until afterwards it's long past anybody's memory. Tucker Carlson has been silent today, which I'm not surprised at because there's a number of things going on. Tucker is a lawyer. So he probably had to sign a pretty significant NDA, which would be my guess. And the other thing is there's apparently some woke witch that accused him of anti-Semitism, which is to be expected since so many people in our Congress are now carry dual American-Israeli citizenship and about 29 of our states have passed laws that say that you cannot boycott Israel and you also can't speak out anything against Israel. Yep, that's that... Uh, state over there that is in the Bible that was actually bought by the Rothschilds family? That one. Yeah, the Khazarian Jews. So we have Tucker released, but as we know in this little fiasco and garbage that went on between Fox and 
and Dominion is that what BlackRock was able to facilitate was a transfer of wealth of $750 million into Dominion and to do it tax-free by virtue of a lawsuit. And then on top of it, continue with the division and conversation that Fox was a lying agent and that truly that the elections were legal to reinforce Biden's position and to continue to marginalize anybody that speaks otherwise. They have also allowed them to have a $750 million write-off for Fox News, which is like getting a bunch of money free. And that will help offset some of the losses that they're now incurring as they let Bongino and they let Tucker go. At the same time, they've let Don Lemonade go. And in doing so, you're going to start seeing, in my prediction, you're going to start seeing both the left and the right side medias merge towards a centrist view because the elites know very well that the people are waking up and that part of the problem has been the extremist left, which they facilitated. So now they're going to start nipping away the edges of that and bringing back, and very soon, CNN and Fox will start to sound like an echo chamber. That's coming. Guaranteed. Now, Tucker's last show was Friday night, and he was pretty much on point. I want to play a couple minutes from his show. Take a listen. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, sometimes you wonder just how filthy and dishonest our news media are. You'll be in the shower and you'll think they're bad, but how bad are they? Well, here's one measure of their badness. You can try this at home. Ask yourself, is any news organization you know of so corrupt that it's willing to hurt you on behalf of its biggest advertisers? Anyone who do that is obviously Pablo Escobar level corrupt and should not be trusted. What would that look like? That level of corruption. Well, imagine that the Trump administration had made it mandatory for American citizens to buy my pillow. That's one of Fox News' biggest advertisers. Imagine the administration declared that if you didn't rush out and buy at least one MyPillow, and then at least another booster pillow, you would not be allowed to eat out. You couldn't re-enter your own country. You couldn't have a paying job. MyPillow, they told you with a straight face, was the very linchpin of our country's public health system. Now imagine as they told you that, that Fox, as a news organization, endorsed it, amplified the government's message. Imagine if Fox News attacked anyone who refused to buy my pillow as an ally of Russia, as an enemy of science. And then imagine that Fox kept up those libelous attacks, even as evidence mounted that my pillow caused heart attacks, fertility problems, and death. If Fox News did that, what would you think of Fox News? Would you trust us? Of course you wouldn't. You would know that we were liars. Thank heaven Fox News never did anything like that. But the other channels did. The other channels took hundreds of millions of dollars from big pharma companies, and then they shilled for their sketchy products on the air. And as they did that, they maligned anyone who was skeptical of those products. At the very least, this was a moral crime. It was disgusting, but it was universal. It happened across the American news media. They all did it. So at this point, the question isn't who in public life is corrupt, too many to count. The question is, who is telling the truth? There are not many of those. One of them is Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert Kennedy knew early that the COVID vaccines were both ineffective and potentially dangerous, and he said so in public to the extent he was allowed. Science has since proven Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right, unequivocally right. But Kennedy was not rewarded for this. He was vilified, he was censored. 
because he dared to criticize their advertisers. The news media called Bobby Kennedy a Nazi, and then they attacked his family. But he kept doing it. He was not intimidated, and we were glad he wasn't. This is one of those moments when it's nice to have a truth teller around. It's helpful because suddenly the stakes are very high. And the stakes are extremely high right now. This psy war has taken on to a new level right now. And it's under, important to understand that we are in a war. And you have to have a war footing and a war mentality. And even though bullets aren't flying, the information bullets are coming in at rapid rate. You're getting hit by barrages these days. It's easy to fall into the trap and the lures that are coming at you. And there's going to be a lot of booms and you're going to hear a lot of trust the plan versions of things. Stay focused, stay clear on what's actually happening. It's very difficult in this sort of environment to tell what is actually true and what is false. We are in a dynamic battle space, which is constantly riddled with lies and scenarios. In a headline today in Zero Hedge, Is Everybody Lying? was the title. And it goes on to say, it took a while, but some of the biggest official narrative scams and cons of the past few years are finally being exposed. Secretary of State created the laptop letter. CDC director lied about vaccine efficacy. Fauci lied about using Twitter to push vaccines. Recent Pentagon leaks show everyone was lying to everyone else. Bill Gates, BioNTech, pump and dump. And he says, what does it all mean? Reality is out there. It just is, it's just not available on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or in the White House briefing room. Absolute truth. It's going to require that every single one of us continues to push for truth. And it's going to get increasingly difficult because AIs are being deployed. And they're starting to use AIs, and people are starting to fall for that bait as well. But truth is surfacing, and boldness is surfacing. And this is one of the reasons you're starting to see some of this clean out going on to keep journalists that were doing their job. Tucker was one. Don Lemonade was not. But trying to keep these voices suppressed and try to minimize and try to marginalize the extremes. They want to be able to point to the right Trump supporters and left Biden supporters extreme and call them out. They want the herd back together. And the herd will follow and obey whatever the party line is. Robert Kennedy Jr. is not part of the herd. I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for him. At least at this point, I can't. We'll see where else goes. But with this, we are starting to understand and we start to get a glimpse as we start to look around at really what is happening because the real news is not in the mainstream media. They know that, but they're very concerned about their core, this core center of mass people, 50 to 70% of Americans, all of which took the vax at one point or another, that are starting to drift and start to think for themselves and awake. They're afraid of people like John Doyle, who is on the streets with other men challenging the pedo drag people. I only have one question. Why do you want to put a tax wound in between your son's legs? You must repent. Are the symptom of a dying society, and you know it. They're scaring children. She 
Oh, shame on us. Scaring children. You're scaring them that what we're telling them to castrate themselves is the wrong thing to do. Don't do that. Don't do that. Every society at one point or another succumbs to child sacrifice. We'll get into that before we close tonight, but it's true. Now, one of the things, if you ever listen to Robert Kiyosaki, he's an amazing investment advisor. He teaches a lot about how to manage debt for profit. Japanese-American was in the Vietnam War. He's ruthless, and he is outspoken. But if you really want to know where he sees things going, it's probably worth listening to what he has to say. So I think what they're going to do is create starvation and then high you know, inflation, and then we have anarchy, we have revolution, and the, US, the great American empire comes down, and we have the weakest president in history. This guy, Biden, who sells his soul to the highest bidder. As we all know that, oh, no, he didn't do that. Well, give me a break. They think his son Hunter was doing. He's the bag man. You know what I mean? And that's just it. We've got everything in reverse. They're trying to put all the focus on Hunter when, in fact, the whole focus is on the Biden crime family. And we know that Biden's not the real guy anyway. I don't know where he is, whether he's in a closet or whether he's in a grave. I really don't care. But they've got at least four people playing him and probably a clone. And I don't exaggerate. But the illusion continues and people want to believe the illusion because they have too much of a difficult time thinking that what they're believing could actually be a lie. And unfortunately, people have been worn down. They're desperate. And in the process over the last three years, and I say this with absolute serious face, between the vax and the mask and the mask reduced actual oxygen to the brain, we have a large percentage of retarded people in this nation. They are mentally damaged. Add to that the fear and the overdose of anxiety. They have gone through cognitive breaks. They are not human anymore in the way we knew them. They're just hand puppets of the deep state, and they're very easy to manipulate. And this is why when we start to understand the greater movements of things like starvation and the collapse of the economy, they're not paying any attention. 1,900 food production companies in the past year have been destroyed. The two largest egg manufacturers in the United States have burnt down in the past 36 hours. We've had two planes smash into meat processing centers. And uh, the only commonality amongst all of them are these two things. They make food for Americans, and it's on American land. On American land, critical, because they're trying to get control over lands that they own and control, whether whatever that is, so that they can start to squeeze the food production as they change the economy. Keep in mind, though, and I keep saying we're going to talk more about it tomorrow night, but behind all of this is the rise of the AI, artificial intelligence. It's important to understand because a lot of this is an illusion to hide that. But people are getting fed up, and they're starting to stand up and be bold. And it's important to realize that the deep state is aware of this and a little bit panicked. Part of the reason you're starting to see the marginalization of news to bring it to the center point so that the mainstream media voice will hopefully in their mind attract more people back to it as it speaks more centrist politics, not so much divisive, divisive extremes. They've already accomplished what they needed through the division. Using divisive and extremist positioning from CNN to Fox, they've allowed people to be divided. And now as they start to reposition to bring things to a centrist point, they'll keep the fringes off the edge and they'll bring the mass to the center. They want the mass. They want the center of mass people because they are the most obedient. 
They are the most compliant. They are the ones that won't challenge. They'll feel comfortable by hearing Fox saying similar things to CNN, and they'll start to say to themselves, oh, America, we're coming back together again. It's all a ruse, so be very careful. And because like what you're going to hear here is the ire and rage that they're most concerned about. The truth of who they are is coming out. These people are perverts. Tonight I'm filled with righteous indignation. I want to define something for you tonight. The definition for pervert. It means to lead someone away from what is considered right, natural, or acceptable. This book has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County public school system. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion that we have allowed in the school system. So he bends me over the bed and on my the blowjob tips. It says, use your... Doesn't it make you cringe as I read that to you? Makes you crawl in your skin. It's a dastardly deed. The question today is, who is the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our libraries? Who is the pervert that signs off on this bill? Who are you? What do you stand for to accept this? Can you be in your right mind and be decent as a human to allow this to be at the access and the fingertips of children? We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. It's the Democrat Party. It's a party that castrates children, mutilates children, perverts children, grooms children, murders children, and indoctrinates children. We know who the perverts are. Who is the pervert? As I said many times before, I'm Jill's husband. Teaching isn't just what she does, it's who she is. I have never felt prouder of our profession. We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. People fear what they don't know. And it's not because of intellectual incapability, it's just lack of exposure. We are going to transform our nation's education system. And in so doing, they will transform history. People, you have got to understand and accept, if you do not already, that everybody in the elite class are perverts. They are child pedophiles, child stalkers. They love children, and they're sick Satanists. 89% of our Congress has acquired a second citizenship. That should tell you something. They are getting ready to flee. They are setting up a back door so they can be, escape this nation. Anybody that has a second citizenship is not loyal to the nation. It used to be illegal for people to have two citizenships. They've since changed that rule. People in our leadership in our nation, our 89% of our Congress, again, and Senate, have second citizenships. I should tell you everything, and what they're most afraid of is the awakening of what you're hearing right here, the realization of what's coming at them, the ire of people. We've said all along, when the realization of the children being the center of what they've been doing comes to the surface, there is no place they can hide. There is no American that won't stand together in one to see the end of all of them. And so all of this other crazy stuff is going on to try to keep us distracted. Eyes on the target. It's them. And the target thereafter are the children. Take a listen to this from Tucker Carlson on his revelations of journalism. 
And it's big coming from him. I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like there's no, yeah, I know. I know. Cause you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it? Well, I've had a million regrets, not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Mm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that, maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28, but I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian Guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. Dead truth. They have earned it with everything they have done. Treat them with maximum contempt. These people are out to destroy lives. They've used taxes to build up their power and their wealth. They've used taxes to fund wars against the people. They laugh as they stick nation against nation and we watch our children come home in body bags. This is who's in power. And it's basically, like I said last night, there's essentially a 1% in the world that's running all of this game. I, for one, no mercy for the 1%, the biggest heart in the world for the 99. And it's time that we get a hard position to understand what we're dealing with here because the 1% is driving a large percentage of the 99 off the cliff. And it's time we put our foot down and say no more. The question is really, you know, what is it going to take to have all this end? If you ask, when is all of this going to be over? When is the world going to look different? When is the corruption going to go away? And the answer is very simple. When we decide to do something about it, instead of being complacent and cowards about what's going on around the world, because we're good, but the world isn't. So take a step, step up and take some action. That's what needs to be happening. And that's the one thing that we're Bard's Nation as a whole, which I, it's, it's more than just Bard's Nation. It's a remnant that's out here. When we can touch people and get to their hearts and get them to stand up and realize the actions that we can take to be bold and mighty, it's essential that we push them to do it. We live in a semi-permissive environment right now. What that means is there's restrictions that they're trying to throw in our way, roadblocks here or there, but we're not limited in our movement if we're, if we're smart and we maneuver with tactical precision. We have to think tactically in this war. You cannot think anymore passively like, oh, it's not going to touch my house. It's all here. It's around you. And even though, like I said at the beginning, there's not bullets flying or bombs blowing up, this war is as real and as visceral as everywhere. Physical wounds heal. 
Cywar scars last for a lifetime. And this is why this war has been so strategic for them. They have tried hard to break the spirit and soul of people. The cognitive snap that a large percentage of this public went through is tragic. They're walking around like zombies. But there's a 1% that has to be focused on to understand what they're doing. These hand puppets out here in our public schools that are trying to groom kids all the way up to the congressmen that are trying to, they've already sold their soul and are trying to figure a way to rape and pillage as much as they can financially before they get out and everything in between that's part of that. They're all enemies of the state. They're traitors, they're treasonists. And there's only one outcome for a traitor. It's death. That's it. We've got to get a spirit of fire in our belly to understand what's going on. And at the same time, maintain the vigilance of prayer for our nation. This is about a six-minute piece by Tucker. I want you to hear this because I think it was a, it's really well stated as a realization of where we are as a nation and ultimately what we all need to commit to as we move forward. It might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes, right? So like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're going to argue about tax rates. And I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers, and they write their papers, and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. but. I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that and victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, you, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians. I'm ashamed to say, it wasn't just the Mesoamericans, it was everybody. So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional 
political terms. When people or crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake, hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement, it's evil. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this, I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political, uh, or non, rather non-specific theological terms, and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for religious war, far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid-50s are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious, like why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist, I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? And even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future, and I hope you will. Saying a prayer for the future, something that's necessary each and every day. This is a man who we've seen change a lot over this last year. I don't know where Tucker sits spiritually, but I know that he's had a real awakening. And to say these things, he's speaking them from the heart. The big shift we're in now, we're starting to see the news agencies cut away the threats. Don Lemonade is a threat because he pushes too far to the left. Tucker is a threat because he pushes too far to the truth. 
And we're starting to see the migration now of the mainstream media to try to neutralize their concern, their fear that the awakening of America may become too extreme, that we might actually realize that this is evil that we're fighting. There is no negotiation with evil. That's biblical. There is no discussion on that. And we need to get past this ridiculous debate or concern of whether we are going to say whether there's a right for transgenderism or not right for transgenderism, or if there's a right for LGBTQ or not. It's a sin. It's wrong. It's very simple. It's a lifestyle that's been pushed into our culture, rammed down our throat, brought into law simply to degrade the base of the family and destroy the foundation of our nation, which is based on Christian ideals and a love in Jesus. When you start hearing in the news like we have that they're concerned about the rise of Christian nationalism, that should be a major bing in your head going, we're on the right path because they're that concerned. Not And who is they? They are the ones that are driving this narrative. They're the 1%. There's a lot of people in this nation that may not agree, or I should say walk with Jesus, a lot of agnostics. There's even some atheists that are going to be pushed out of this realm. But we're seeing an increasing understanding and appreciation at the very foundation of a need for prayer, which is a big first step. And we're seeing another amazing realization that in America, we can get along pretty well as long as we get rid of the evil that's driving this mess. Time to start standing up, drawing that hard line in your life of what you'll accept and not accept. There's a lot of things happening. They're going to keep juggling this all they can, and they're not done playing their cards. And that's the part where we have to stay vigilant and true, both in the rock of faith and our and our understanding as we walk in our life, what that is to walk in the body of Christ. Discernment is number one. And having the courage of a warrior heart is right there along with it. Fearlessness. We're seeing a lot of fearlessness these days, a lot more of it. And it's about time and it's exciting to see. But this is not a time to pull back on the sidelines. This enemy is desperate. It's getting cornered. There's nothing more dangerous than a cornered animal. And so that's when you've got to hit it harder than ever. Pummel it until it has no way to move. Pummel it until every bone in its body's broken. Pummel it until all it can do is whimper in the corner and plead for mercy. Then you can decide what to do. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time we've come together today. We want to begin our prayer tonight a true prayer for Tucker, Carl, Tucker Carlson and his family. And what we're praying for, Lord, is as he is walking in a greater awareness of the truth in life, the greater importance of what is in, essential in this life to win this battle, the battle of good versus evil. We truly pray for his experience and encounter with Jesus. To be a man that sees the incredible joy and glory in accepting Christ in his heart. I don't know where he's at. Maybe he's already done that. And if so, praise be to him. But if he hasn't, let him have that experience to truly appreciate the power and glory of walking with Christ. He's set a good example so far. And now we just pray for him and his family to take that next step. Father, in this time as well, we have 
so many things going on. And we really pray for the strength in the warrior heart. Strengthen the remnant to hold fast and strong, and not just to hold fast, but to expand, to expand the reach, not to sit still, but to be vocal, to be strong in presence, to set and lead by example, to impact our communities in a positive way as we move into this next phase of this war. They're ready to shift into a new Cywar cycle. We know that. And there's going to be a lot of people caught up into promises and ideas of melding together and the deep state is going to provide solace and comfort that everything's going to get better. Our job as watchers of being vigilant in this time is to continue to pursue the truth, regardless of how we're perceived, regardless of whether it makes us popular, but just continue to speak the truth and push into the truth and continue to pursue those that do the acts of evil, to expose them and to be part of the process of bringing them to justice. So, Father, we pray for that strength. We pray for that ferociousness in the warrior spirit. And we pray for the guidance and wisdom that will allow us to continue to walk that path, discern that which is a deception from that which is true. Guide us and protect us in this time. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, it's an amazing time. And it's a great time to be alive and be active. There is so much going on right here and so much which is going to transform before our very eyes. This is the last word here tonight. Because with this, there's going to be a lot of attacks. And we've already witnessed a lot of things happen over the last three years. There's a lot of people that have been wounded, good people, people that walk with Jesus some of them here. We've seen families turn on us. We've seen friends turn on us. All because we spoke for truth. But there's something to keep in mind of how God works. He'll always put you back together. One of my favorite quotes to this day is, God will put you back together right in front of the people who broke you. So stand strong. This is a time to push him harder than ever and be ready. Because our time is now, not in the future. And our, the impacts that we make will literally last and save generations. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. 
it leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 